The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. All right, we are live on a very busy Friday, March 19th, 2021. A day away from spring being sprung, and also a day before UFC Vegas 22 which will be headlined by a big middleweight matchup, as you can see on the screen here, as we welcome you to our preview show here on MMAfighting.com. I am Mike Heck, being joined by the whole crew. We got Jose Youngs, all fresh and shaved. Look at this guy. We got Alexander Kaylee taking a break from, uh, from March Madness. And it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. E. Casey Lydon is here. Won't you be my neighbor, Casey? Looking like a million. Unbelievable. But gentlemen, we got another Saturday night full of fights for everybody to enjoy tomorrow Mike, night. Main event. Mike, Mike, before yes. we start, I would like you to reintroduce me with my official title. Oh, excuse me. The reigning, defending, undisputed, between the links champion who, Thank uh, you. Won, who, who retained his title in a draw yesterday on it between happens. the links. So. He's <laughs> still the champ, and that's all that matters. He will come back on Thursday with the uh, the invisible title wrapped around his waist. <laughs> There's the air horn. But uh, listen, we got Derek Brunson versus Kevin Holland in the main event tomorrow night. Derek Brunson has looked really good as of late. He's won his last three. Kevin Holland comes into this fight with a ton of momentum after going 5-0 in 2020. So, AK, let's begin with you. Your thoughts on this very pivotal 185-pound matchup and what it means for both of these gentlemen. I love the matchup. It's one I think a lot of us have been asking for for a while. There is there's beef between these guys. There's beef between Holland and a lot of people, but there's beef. There's legitimate beef. There was uh, some awkwardness at the at the face off. I don't know. Did you guys see the face offs? I loved it. There yeah, there's a little awkwardness. A lot of touch, but kind of an awkward "don't touch me" moment with uh, Brunson. Uh, and it's and it's it's a great matchup because uh, Brunson is still. He's still kind of answering that. Like we see this, he, answering this question of, is he just the ultimate gatekeeper? And also, where does Holland uh, kind of sit in this? Like you know, with the way we the way we view Brunson's opponents, because the narrative for Brunson for so long has been, he beats all the guys who are trying to take his spot, but he doesn't. He can never beat the guys who are ahead of him, the former champions, champions, things like that. Uh, so where is Holland now? Some people, I mean, he's ahead of he's ahead of Holland in the rankings, but I think a lot of people after last year. In terms of public perception, would put Holland above Brunson. So I don't. I don't know how people are looking at this. Is this another gatekeeper thing for Brunson? Another gatekeeper moment, or is this another moment to you take someone's name and, and take their spot? And again, not just in the official rankings, but where uh, where pe- the public might be ranking these guys. So I love the matchup uh, stylistically. I think it's great, and I'm kind of I'm kind of fifty fifty on my pick so far. I'm glad you mentioned the face-off because it was just hilarious because you could tell like Derek Brunson does not like Kevin Holland at all. Kevin Holland has said a lot of things about this man over the last couple of years and they're finally going to fight and they face off. And for some reason, as much as Derek Brunson dislikes Kevin Holland, he found a way to like make him like dislike him less. I guess that makes sense. Like not like Kevin Holland, but he was like, all right, this is, this is fun. That's what Kevin Holland does. But uh, Casey, I'm curious about this because you have produced interviews with both of these guys. Uh, Holland, very confident as always, as you were on for the, what the heck conversation Brunson sort of has this like calculated confidence to him. Like he's not 
buying into the trash talk. These are things that Kevin Holland does so well. But Bruns is 37 years old. He's looking to get up this ladder, while Holland just doesn't seem to be in a huge rush to get up this ladder as long as he can fight as often as possible. So I'm curious what you what you have made of the approaches both guys have heading into this fight tomorrow night. Well, I think Kevin Holland's doing Kevin Holland things. You know that he he's done like um he's doing what make what feels comfortable comfortable for him. He's going to talk smack and just make the fight, make the whole fight build up just a kind of a long conversation. And um, it's really up to the opponent if they want to participate in that conversation because I, because like uh, Kevin Holland said in other interviews. Hey, I'm gonna talk smack. If you want to talk back, whatever. But I'm still gonna be. I'll talk to anyone. You know, that's just how we roll. So, this is no. This is Kevin Holland is very comfortable in this um this main event spot. You know, in the limelight and stuff. But um, I am impressed with uh, Derek Brunson because I think Derek Brunson has has basically I don't know um you know when fighters kind of talk smack and everything we're like ah it looks fake and everything i think Derek brunson kind of falls into that one it's just it was just never him we i think when he when he got the izzy fight i think the izzy fight was like the big one um you know i'm gonna talk smack to izzy you know izzy's gonna talk back and we're gonna build up hype and you know it just didn't work out for him and um i think uh jose will probably mention it later um in our interviews of Derek brunson he's he said in the past you know I gotta just win fights. I can't. I can't think about tomorrow. I can only think about this Saturday, but tomorrow, you know, being you no know, future fights. I can only think about that fight Saturday. And he just, he, he, he just has to think concentrate on winning. Just win, 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 win. That's all that matters for him. Jose, you were, uh, you know, retaining your title in between the links yesterday, and we talked about this fight, and we discussed what was at stake between these two guys, like who had more at stake. And it seems like the answer between you and Sarah Kaufman was it's clearly Derek Brunson because he's looking to make that move now before it's too late, kind of the latter stage of his career. Holland is on the road to becoming a star in this sport. And because of that, I've had a lot of people hit me up saying that if Kevin Holland goes out there and wins tomorrow night, if he goes out and stops Derek Brunson, they think he's going to jump the queue and get that fight with Israel Adesanya right off the bat. Like, do you think that's even possible? Like, could the UFC just strap the rockets to him and throw him right in there to fight Izzy if he has an impressive performance tomorrow night? <laughs> no, definitely not. Absolutely not. Come on. Like, I get people like Kevin Holland, and he's an exciting fighter, but he's being one guy in the top. 15 he's like and that's it and Derek Brunson's being at, like fought everyone in the top 15 even he's fought some of the top five and in Bellator that's now over there so no Kevin Holland wins impressively I would still think he's at least one fight away from winning just because Israel Asanya anyone that puts a microphone in front of him he's like I want to fight Darren Till Darren Till doesn't win then that's a different story but I just think like he's not going to skip over Robert Whitaker if he wins Maybe if Kelvin Gastelum wins, they could do and Holland wins, they could do a number one contender fight. Vittori's been also been on a tear. And also, let's not forget, Marvin Vittori hates Kevin Holland too, and vice versa. So if Marvin Vittori wins and that's a number one contender fight, so be it. But Kevin Holland, I don't think he's gonna skip the queue because also let's not forget Israel Asana did an interview where someone brought up Kevin Holland and his exact response was no, he's way far down the list. So no. Zero percent chance Kevin Holland skips the queue, regardless of what fans think. I don't even think Kevin Holland's going to win, so it's going to be a moot point to, for me. But uh, no, I don't think he's going to skip the queue whatsoever, no matter how much greasiness he talks. Interesting. And in, in, in the world where Hamzat Shemaev exists, you don't think it's possible? Nope. Nope. Kevin Holland is from the wrong part of the world. He's not Dagestani. They're not looking for the. He doesn't look like the next Habib. He doesn't talk like the next Habib. So no, I don't think Kevin Holland is even. Is, is in that list. Maybe if they want to fight, sure. But I, no, I don't think so. No. We shall see. I don't think it's going to happen either. I don't even think Kevin Holland wants that to happen. I think he just wants to keep fighting. Like if you told him, hey, you could fight Israel Adesanya for the title in August, or you can fight in June against this guy and fight in July against somebody else, he would take the, the fights in June and July over the title fight. That's just how he is. But you brought up picks, uh, Jose. I'm just going to throw it right to you. You don't think Kevin Holland's going to win? You're obviously picking Derek Brunson. How do you see this all going down? How does Brunson get his hand raised tomorrow night? I th I think it'll be I don't know if he knocks him out, like knocks him like knocks him dead, like Dan Ige, Gavin Tucker thing, but I could see him finishing with ground and pound, maybe hurting him against the fence or just like quote grinding out a win. 
as uh, Kevin Holland says, which I don't even think is that true with Derek Brunson. He has a lot of knockout victories, and he's a pretty violent fighter. Like He's coming off a TKO win over Edmund Shabazian. And then the Elias Theodoro fight, it is what it is. Derek Brunson fought his fight, and it takes two to tango, and Elias just didn't really want to engage in that fight. The Ian Heinrich fight was fun, but that was really the this emergence of the new Derek Brunson, as Casey said. We interviewed him before that fight, and he's like, I got to stop looking ahead. Because he was on that big knockout streak, and he was looking way too far ahead. And we also interviewed him at the uh, the Dominance MMA Media Scene Media Day, and he said the same thing. He goes, "Just can't." I was an idiot against Israel Adesanya. So this is a new Derek Brunson. He's put. He's getting real close to forty. So I think Derek Brunson is just. I've been saying it all week. I think he's the most underappreciated fight middleweight of like the last ten years in terms of his victories, his the people he's fought and. Uh, the people he's lost to. I know a lot of people say Gegard Mousasi, but I think Gegard Mousasi is rightfully placed in the annals of the of the MMA lore. He's probably, actually, no, he's definitely a top five middleweight of all time, maybe top three, maybe top two. Uh, but I think Derek Brunson is fantastic. Kevin Holland's awesome. I just think Derek Brunson is better. AK, I know you're a 50-50. Have you gone to 51 on one side or the other? Here's some uh, Derek Brunson stats for you to back up kind of what Jose just said. It, it is it is strange that Brunson is not uh, – again, I know there's reasons beyond just performances, but why he is not – the UFC has not done a better job positioning this guy as one of their popular middleweights. I have no idea. Uh, seven first-round middle uh, stoppages is the most for any middleweight in UFC, any, in UFC history. Any middleweight in UFC history. So Anderson Silva, all those guys – no, they don't have more first-round finishes than Brunson. Uh, tied for fourth most stoppages with uh, Thiago Santos behind uh, Levin, Nate Marquardt, and Anderson Silva. Tied for third most UFC middleweight KOs behind only uh, Thiago Santos and Anderson Silva. So it's crazy. He has these – and the wins I, – I don't think Jose went over his wins, but he has wins over uh, Machida, Uriah Hall, Chris Levin, uh, guys who are a lot more famous than he is. He's beaten them. Anderson Silva. And I was saying the Anderson Silva fight, which I thought was a robbery, frankly. Uh, but, uh, you know, a word I bear used rarely. But, I mean, I had it. I think I did a review, and I'm pretty sure I leaned towards robbery. So, yeah, it is strange that he's not a, he's not a bigger star. Um, I mean, I, I guess I, for me, I'll say my pick is probably still Holland. Uh, I think I've doubted him too much. Now Now I've gone the other way. I might be overcompensating where I've, I've doubted him. I think I picked, I definitely picked Jacare over him, I believe. And then was clearly wrong about that so now i'm going the other way and who knows we'll probably be wrong again uh, i also just did my classic why one fighter will win and then pick the other person thing so kevin holland all the way don't bet on mma <laughs> uh speaking of betting speaking of betting casey and i'll let you respond right now according to five dimes kevin holland the minus 175 favorite the comeback Whoa. on Derek brunson plus 155 wow uh your thoughts on the lines and uh your thoughts on who gets their hand raised jose hates these odds <laughs> oh those are crazy <laughs> odds um when, when you said when i heard minus 175 i immediately thought brenson was gonna come out next but you said holland i was like whoa okay um no i'm um i um i pretty much uh, agree with everything uh the person above me uh says jose not 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 jesus but um, Jose <laughs> in the square, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> I pretty much agree with Jose. Says Derek Brunson is uh, incredibly underrated, and um, and I think the reason he is underrated, um, like I've said before, is uh, unfortunately for Derek Brunson, when he wins, he wins, you know. But when he loses, he loses big, you know. His big knockouts with Jacques Ray, you know, Izzy just you know embarrasses them, things like that. So he loses these big fights, and but all those kind of big losses. That was a bit of the, I want the slightly less mature Derek Brunson, and I think I think Derek Brunson, you know, he's like he said, he's thirty seven, you know, he's got a family to feed. I think he realizes, you know, hey, you no, know, like maybe Holland was right. This is most likely Derek Brunson's last true title run, and um, yeah, I just think uh, I just think he's a a better middleweight, especially, and um, I think he'll be able to. Uh, really just control the range and i think he'll kind of it'll be an exciting fight but i think he'll cruise to a pretty dominant decision over holland and he'll take him down you no know, smother him out beat him up on the ground he'll get you know holland will get up he's really crafty on his back and very active but um i think from the stand up stand up wise um jack brunson just doesn't make those stupid mistakes anymore and um jack brunson should win this fight and um kevin holland while he's a i think a very good middleweight um, I think it's going to be hard for him with his size to be an elite middleweight. Hmm. Casey, I'm torn on this one. The, too. Uh, 
Okay. Sorry. Have you guys sorry? Have you guys seen the 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 topology user predictions? Oh no, I haven't. It's even bigger than the so. Uh, sorry, uh, 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 Mike. What did you say the latest line was for a uh, for for uh, oh, wow. uh, Holland? Yeah. Minus one seventy five for Holland. Minus one seventy five. Yeah, the the uh, it's even more confidence in the topology user voting. Eighty percent Holland, which I would I would like to the equivalent of like better than two to one. Uh, I, I mean, rough, roughly better than two to one. Uh, so my so yeah, I mean they're all in. Just topology users. But, but, but all let in me just say. Let me just say how this goes back to what Jose said. How underrated Derek Brunson is. I went mm. to the Shabazian fight, and we know Derek Brunson completely school Shabazian. Oh yeah. The fans picked Shabazian to win that fight, 87%. Wow. 87% of the fans picked Shabazian to win. And that fight clearly <laughs> was Derek Brunson's fight from the get-go. So, uh, there you go. I would favor Shabazian over Kevin Holland, too. Me I too. think Kevin Holland is an awesome, awesome fighter. And he's hyper-exciting. I just think Derek Brunson is a, like we're just better everywhere, except for trash-talking. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He's oh oh. If we're talking trash talking, Derek Brunson is horrible at that. It's it's not good. It's it's atrocious. It's like like he looks like that guy. Like like we said, he's faking it. He's not being real. And Kevin Holland is hundred percent real when he's trash talking. I don't even think Kevin Holland trash talks. I think this is just that's his norm. Like if he's if he's getting froyo, he kind of says he talks the same way. You know, it's like whatever. It's all that's just Kevin Holland. So um, yeah. Bad trash talker. Great fighter, Derek Brunson. I, it's it's always tough to go against Eric. I picked Eric Brunson to beat Ed, Ed, Edmund Sambazian. I felt very confident in that pick. I just don't know how Derek Brunson wins this fight. You know what I mean? Like I I, I think about it, and I'm like I don't want to go against Eric. The only way I could see him winning this fight is if it's a boring decision. Like he puts him on his back, keeps him down, throws a little bit of ground and pound here and there, and just keeps hauling off his feet. Like that's, I think that's the only way he can win this fight. I think Holland's the better striker. I think Holland, like jujitsu and grappling wise, is probably better with Travis Luter. But I think the wrestling advantage would probably go to Brunson. I just don't with, with the athletic abilities and the things Kevin Holland brings to the table, his length. I just don't know how Brunson wins this fight overall, unless Holland just like rests in his laurels and is way too overconfident. I just don't see it. I, think I just don't see it. So, I so with that said, I, I think Holland stops him. I think Holland stops him in the third round. That's what I'm going with. I'm, I've been just, when, once um, Brunson rehydrates and everything, because basically the Wayans, that's the size that we're going to see Kevin Holland at. It's, Brunson is a big heavyweight too. He's not. He's not. He's not the right. biggest. Sorry, big middleweight. He's not the biggest middleweight, but he is a he is, he is a legit middleweight. And I think tomorrow that will come into play. Um. One thing I, I didn't I wanted to mention I forgot. Um the only thing that kind of the X factor, which I don't know about, is at what point is Derek Brunson just gonna be old and it, where like his, his his athleticism will fall off at 37. I don't know if it shows up tomorrow night, but at some point the age will become a factor of Derek Brunson. I don't I don't think tomorrow night's that night, but it's something to consider. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, if if Brunson wins the fight. And if he wins, there's a certain way I think he can do it. And if he can keep Brunson, if he can keep Holland on his back for 25 minutes and just like work him and solidify him in some way and just like just take away his entire game plan, then the answer is he's not getting old. He's not getting old. He's he's Jan Bohovic for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> like Jan Bohovic is like fine wine right now. He could be like the next Jan. I just he can win that way. Like if Brunson decides to go that route and wrestle and take Holland down and just beat him up off of, like on the ground on top of him in his guard. Yeah, he could win. I just don't know. I don't know. We'll see. That's the only way I think he wins this fight though. I never thought of Derek Brunson as the, could be the next Jan Blaho, which kind of started in the right. UFC kind of, yeah, you know, he's good. But then all of a sudden like, Hey, you're really good. I didn't even know that, you know? So who knows? And Holland gets his wish. He said he uh, he wanted blonde Derek Brunson. I believe we got blonde Derek Brunson. So Cisco. he said that's Cisco. the best Derek Brunson. Cisco. There you go. So that's the main event. The co-main event. Really good fight. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, we got the return of Gregor Gillespie. First time he steps foot in the octagon since UFC 244 when he got knocked out viciously by Kevin Lee. So it's been, I don't know, 16, 17 months away. Taking on the surging Brad Riddell. Right now... Casey, and I'll start with you on this. The line 
Gregor Gillespie, minus 245 favorite in the comeback on Brad Riddell, plus 205. Do you agree with this with this line right now, considering Gillespie's been out for a while and he got knocked out pretty brutally in his last fight? That's a weird line. Um, I um, uh, No, I don't agree with the line. To me, this is kind of a pick-em fight, uh, just because I think there's a lot of just unknowns coming uh, coming into this fight. Um, Riddell does have a, a, a good, I thought Riddell had a, re- he has, a, I know he's not the same wrestling background, but doesn't he have a wrestling background from Brad, Brad, Brad Riddell is very much a, from a kickboxing background. He has like 70 something kickboxing and Muay Thai fights. Who was it? Okay. Um, but Riddell, is, he, he's, he's spoken very highly of his own wrestling, right? Yeah. He's yeah. Well, I mean, like the city is. kickboxing team. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we're going striker versus grappler. Um, <laughs> the classic MMA match. Um, yeah, the lines are weird. Um, I don't. I actually, I have no idea who to pick in this fight. It's just, it's what type of Gillespie we're getting. I think if um, Brad Riddell is probably too. How old is Brad Riddell? Is he? Is he? Is he? Not, he's not even thirty My, yet. Right? He's, he's, uh, if he's thirty, he's thirty exactly. Thirty exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, Riddell should be kind of entering his um, lightweight prime. So, um, I don't know. I just, this is a very, this is a great matchup. And I honestly, we're, we're going to, we're going to see, we're going to see aspects of both these fighters. I think we haven't seen yet. And um, especially with Riddell and uh, Riddell obviously is a giant test. If he can beat Gillespie, then he is absolutely a elite lightweight. He'll move past that kind of prospect status. Yeah, uh, Brad Riddell will be 30 in September. Okay. So pretty much he's knocking on the door of, of the big 3-0. Jose, I know your eyes are on this fight. And one thing to kind of point out is a lot of people have been asking for months, like, where is Gregor Gillespie? Um, obviously, that was, a, that was a brutal knockout, but this wasn't like anything like injury-related or anything like that. It was mostly pandemic-related because he's in New York. It was really hard to get in the gym and find a place to train while everything was shut down. Finally, things opened up. He's back in there, and now he's got himself a fight. Your thoughts for those who missed between the links? Why you why you like this fight so much between Gillespie and Riddell tomorrow, Jose? Well, it's just a high level fight. Like I don't care, regardless of the rankings or not. Brad Riddell is one of those guys when, like, when I interviewed him on Fight Island, he has a, so many fights that aren't even on his like kickboxing or MMA record. Like they would go to China and just fight guys. And he was, I can't remember who the last guy he fought, but he had some insane record of like 20 and two or 20 and one or something crazy like that with like an absurd amount of amateur fights too. He's like, great. I fought guys with a hundred Muay Thai fights on and then turn around the next day and fought a guy with 70 Muay Thai fights. So uh, Brad Riddell is a seasoned 29-year-old in the fight world. and the same as, It's like the same thing as Greg Gillespie. How many wrestling matches has he had? So I don't, I don't really view either of these guys as prospects or anything like that just because of how much experience they have under their belt and competitiveness. Like in MMA, sure, we could call them prospects, but in the wrestling combat world, these guys are about as seasoned as you can get. So I am hyper excited for this fight. Brad Riddell... Uh, is it's very refreshing to hear him talk because he's very much willing to just go up the rings of the ladder in the slightweight division rather than just call out the number five guy and get him and the Greg Gillespie. Nothing really seems to bother him much. Uh, so, but these long layoffs are nothing new. Like, didn't he? Wasn't he? Wasn't his schedule like once every few years, like once a year for a bit? Like he would fight in the Brooklyn's and the Utica cards, and then he would take this this time off and come back and. So these long layoffs are nothing new to Gregor. This time just happens to be injury slash pandemic. Well, not injury. He got kicked in the skull. So I'm pretty sure he had to take some time off and then the pandemic hit. So uh, this whole how will he look after a long layoff doesn't really do anything for me. It's more how he'll recover after getting his head caved in from a baseball bat to the head that that's more interesting to me than the layoff. But this fight rules. And I think it's a pretty 50-50 fight. Uh, but I slightly lean Gregor just simply because we've seen this whole elite grappler versus elite striker a million times. And normally the wrestler takes it, but I think it's like 51-49 Greg Gillespie in my mind. Yeah, he fought three times in 2016, twice in 2017, twice in 2018, twice in 2019, uh, and did not fight in 2020 at all. So, AK, your thoughts on this fight? And uh, 
You want to go ahead and throw a pick out there? Let's uh, let's yeah. hear it before we go to the peeps. Oh, I mean, I can't give my uh, my take without making my pick really obvious. So yeah, you pretty much have to. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm leaning heavily towards Gillespie. I'm such a believer in him uh, still as a lightweight contender. I I know everyone's going to think about that head kick. It's been replayed ad nauseum. I understand. Uh, but before that, he was really dominating people. There was there was the uh, you know could he be Habib's foil talk, which I think now we know is insane. Uh, but it was, but but that's how I mean I think that's how good he was when he was on that win streak. You know his initial win streak in the UFC. His, his wrestling is so high level. I really do not know as Jose said. You know Riddell comes from a kickboxing background. Obviously he's an, he's an experienced MMA fighter now. He's not a fish out of water on the ground probably. But I really don't know enough about his wrestling and grappling defense to to be convinced that he could hang with uh, Gillespie for three rounds and actually avoid being submitted. So heavily in on Gillespie. Um, I still think I still think he's one of the uh, one of the guys to watch at 155. Uh, and and I think the 500 plus days he's had off is a, is a good thing. Uh, I think after after taking a knock, am I frozen? No. You guys hear me? I'm sorry, my playing things. Uh, but yeah, I think the 500 plus days. I'm very slow. You know how my internet is up in Canada, guys. Sometimes it's you know it's just it's a coin flip. But 500 plus days off after taking a knockout like that, that's a good thing. I know, I know it wasn't. Uh, we said there was reasons, you know, outside of his control. But classic. It's a cliche, blessing in disguise. You know, you you had a rest after taking him like that. That was that was major. You know, that was such a such a vicious knock. I wish more fighters could uh, take that time off after getting killed like that. Um, so I think it will only benefit him. And I, I am expecting him to actually be dominant on Saturday. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree with the odds. I might even uh, lean even more heavily in Gillespie's favor. Wow. All right, look at that. I went there. Wow. Yeah. Anyone anyone picking Riddell tomorrow? I'll pick Riddell. F it. He'll, oh look, it's that guy. He'll he'll, stu- he'll stuff some takedowns and you know and he'll he knock could. him out into the first. Uh, I just he I could. just That's think it's one I could. think it's one of those fights that um, within about ninety seconds we're going to pretty much know how the fight's going to go. I feel mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's about. Um, I am picking Riddell just on a on a hunch, but the, obviously the smart pick is um, Gillespie. But this guy ain't go. smart. I just wear this, this guy. It's smart. Just for the it's a very interesting fight. <laughs> He'll, very good match. Brad Riddell also hasn't had a stoppage win in the UFC yet. And he's had that real narrow Magomed Mustafev split decision. So mm-hmm. uh, I do think the nar- the story of this whole card, I think, is just recency bias. Like everyone's alive. Like you saw the massive odds for Kevin Holland. I think that's 100% recency bias. And then people just remember Greg Gillespie getting his head kicked in and Brad Riddell looking great on Fight Island. I just think. Both under like and all of these matchups are going to be recency bias in my mind. But I would say Verdell, you talk about having no finishes in the UFC, but I think that's um, it works to his advantage because I think um, to be Gillespie, you go, you're going to have to have to have to have incredible cardio, right. Just to w- withstand all those. So if he if he had to come out of the U- in the UFC, knocked out a couple of dudes in the first round, actually I would kind of hold that against him against a guy like Gillespie. But I think. Um, that makes um, th- just a fight more competitive. I don't know. I don't necessarily think you know anyone's right or wrong, but I think this um, is also his, yeah. This is also his first fight stateside. All of oh, his fights is? have been in all, all of his fights have been in Australia, China, New Zealand, and of course Fight Island. Ooh, jet lag, jet lag. Oh. <laughs> it's <laughs> real. Factor it in. It's real. Factor it in. Don't bet on MMA. Factor it in. That's a good fight. Really like that one. So we have a six fight main card. Kicks off at 10 p.m. Eastern on ESPN and ESPN Plus. Tied to Avasa (laughs) versus the debutante former Contender Series alum, Harry Hunsucker. We get Song Kanan, Max Griffin, Adrian Yanez versus Gustavo Lopez in uh, the UFC debuts for both Cheyenne Bays and uh, Monsterat Ruiz. That's going to be the featured bout at 115 pounds. So, interesting fight card. Um, What are the peeps saying? Oh, ready to go to the peeps? Let's go to the peeps. The peeps. We've been yammering for for 28 minutes. We can go to the peeps. (laughs) The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Oops, let me, let me, do, do, do. Ah, here we go. Ah, Grant Dawson competing at lightweight against Leonardo Santos. Do you guys believe lightweight is the correct weight class for Dawson? Dawson said it himself that he is a huge featherweight. Uh, I will take this. I think it's lightweight is absolutely the place for him to be. He is a massive, massive individual. He says he walks around around 185 so him not having to cut down to 145 makes a lot of sense weighed in at 156 today uh jose your thoughts on grant dawson bumping up to 55 here tomorrow it it had to be done uh it's one of like you get you miss weight two times in a row you have it should just be a rule uh move up and then maybe if you want to go back down show you can do it it's like the kelvin gaslin thing misses weight a few times gets pulled out bumps back up but he looks great or he could bump back up and terrible and have to drop back down so uh tbd to see how he physically looks in there against a physically like leandro santos is a legit lightweight like a high level fighter who is built for this division so tbd on how he looks but it's the move was should have been forced and i don't know the exact reasoning behind him maybe the ufc forced him to move up or not but yeah you miss two in a row you move up well he missed one the other fight was was a catchweight at 150. Sure, 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 short. sure. Um, but basically, he said, like, after he missed weight, he said, if I ever miss weight again or I even come close to missing weight again, I'm bumping up. And even getting down to 150 was yeah, a struggle yeah, yeah. for him. And he knew right there and then that he was done. So, um, AK, what do you think? Grant Dawson, 155, taking on, a, taking on a, an alum. Both these guys on seven-fight winning streaks. So this is a really interesting matchup. Well, I know it's the right move because you've berated me multiple times on onto the next one when I try and are onto the next one uh, matchmaking podcast when I try to match up Grant Dawson at one. It's happened at least twice. Where I'm like, Grant Dawson would be a good guy for this featherweight who just won in this card. You're like, no. He said, no. You're like, no, AK. He's a lightweight. And I'm like, we'll see about that. And I just mumble and grumble until I saw the fight announced. I'm like, okay, I guess you're right. He's a lightweight. Uh, no, yeah, of course it's good for him. I mean, well, look. I mean, I, I he should try and cut that extra ten pounds just to be. As we've seen, I think as we learn, you know, I have. I, let me put this: I haven't seen anything recently that makes me think, you know, excessive weight cutting is a bad idea. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm, I'm struggling, you know, to to think of an incident that may have happened. I don't know, you know, today uh, or in the last in the last month. You know that. Uh, no, um, yeah, no, it's it's the right move. To, it's the right move to make. And I'm surprised, by the way, that we have we didn't mention. I just did the Julius Soliarenko thing. First of all. Prayers up for Julia Stolyarenko that she's okay uh, after today's frightening, uh, uh, fainting bout. Excuse me. I'm sure we'll see someone a, a question being addressed later. But uh, yeah, but regarding Dawson, it's definitely the right move. It's definitely the right move. There's there there's no he's he's a real super super strong guy. So I don't think so. Whatever size he's giving up at uh, at lightweight, I don't think it's gonna be a big deal. It's a great grappler, which is always a good, a good place to be, um, regardless of what weight class you're at. So uh, yeah, I totally approve. If if by some chance he can comfortably make 145 in the future, go for it. But it does not sound like he has any interest in that, and he shouldn't feel compelled to. Casey, cool. Uh, yeah, of course. This is of course Grant Dawson. <laughs> what do you say? What is? Would you say he's walking? Is walking around weight is 180 something? It's like he's in the 180s. That's insane. That's just to go to 145. Like that is wild. So yeah, this is a this is a great. Uh, it's a big showcase fight for Grant Dawson. I feel um, Leo Leo is a great, very good fighter, very underrated. But he's also 41 years old. He's a very young looking 41 years old, but he is still 41 years old. And um, and I think at this point, you know, I think we can concede that Leo is not at his probably athletic prime. He might, he might, you know, more, have more technical skills at this point in his life, but I think, I think this is, I think this is Dawson's fight to take, and especially with a healthy weight cut, which I, I, I'm assuming, I'm assuming the best things he with his weight cut. So, uh, good for Dawson, and um, it should be a, um, it should be a big night for him. Yeah, he's around a two to one favorite heading into tomorrow. Oh, kind of disrespect out the odds. The disrespect, Mike. It was, it's with Leo. 
at 41 years old, just yeah. say if Leo was ranked, would he be? He'll be. He's the oldest lightweight, right? Like, like he is the oldest active yeah, but, lightweight, right? Yeah, now. yeah, correct. All right. It's a good fight. I though. like Leonardo Santos. I don't know. I might pick him. I don't know yet. I haven't, done, I haven't done my predictions yet, boys. I might pick him. I think he's. I think he's Grant. <laughs> Grant Doss was very convincing on what the heck. He, he's basically said like, if he doesn't finish me in the, the first thirty seconds, it's going to be a long night for him. I kind of believe him. Thirty seconds? Mm, I don't know about that. Okay, we'll see. Man, yeah, I was thinking how, when, when um, Santos beat uh, Kevin Lee. Was that like early in the fight? Do you remember, or is it just did it just kind of yeah, happen? First round, first round, first round of the fight. Okay, first round TKO. That was on the fabled McGregor Aldo card. Oh, yeah, That's uh, right. yeah. He has he actually has like, really wrestling. You know, the thing is, I, if people think like Dawson's just like under the ground easy. I don't know. Leonardo is one of the better, like, guy who's known for being a jiu-jitsu guy. He's actually also one of the better wrestlers. I think we'll be surprised. He's actually, like, he can wrestle really well. <laughs> so, I don't know. He looks great for his age. Yeah. I hope I look that way when I'm 41. <laughs> mm. uh, do you guys think the UFC is pushing Cheyenne and JP Bays as the next it married couple in the UFC that had their own scrum this week? Uh, Casey, you're a married man. What are your thoughts on Cheyenne and JP Bays getting the old uh, the old pusheroo this week? That's absolutely what the UFC should be doing, you know, especially for these fight nights. You know, you just people love stories, storyline sell, and um, and that's a legitimate storyline. Married couple fighting on the same UFC card. Uh, is this the first? I know it's I know um, Bellator has attempted it, and only one of only one side won. Uh, is this the first mm-hmm. time you see this? Is this like? No, the for- De La Rosa's tried it. Oh, De La Rosa tried it. Okay, they yeah. tried it, and they didn't do it. So, um, no, it's fine. It's a it's a fun little storyline, but um, yeah, and and have put them together in, in the scrum. That's cute. Why not? I don't mind. There should be more couple and these scrums. Are, these are two very legit prospects too. Like Cheyenne, yeah. I think I think the UFC would push Cheyenne in a second because she's an exciting fighter. She's got the gift of gab. Um, she'll she'll talk trash in the middle of a fight. Like I was saying, what she showed in her fight. Yeah, if anyone didn't see that, look up her fight on Contender Series. If you want to get to know uh, uh, Cheyenne, well, obviously, well, watch one of Mike's interviews with her, and also, and then go back and watch the fight. You'll you'll learn, you really you're essentially having a conversation with her. <laughs> I, I remember I went. I can't remember who I was going to interview, but I went to Extreme Extreme Couture in Las Vegas. It might have been before Stipe DC won. Uh, on International Fight Week, and the coach pulled me aside and was like, see this girl right here? She doesn't have any pro fights, but she is going to destroy everyone. And it was Cheyenne Bays. And then she disappeared for... And this was before she even met her current husband. And then she disappeared. And I remember going back there, and she wasn't anywhere to be seen, and I had no idea where she went. And little did I know, she ran to South Africa to marry someone. Yes. And JP yeah. is... Uh, hearing her, hearing Uriah Hall talk about JP Bays... I mean, this guy's a scary, scary cat. I mean, you saw yeah. it on the Contender Series. He's a tremendous wrestler. His submission skills are outstanding. And uh, Bruno Silva, that's a that's actually a, a pretty good Bruno, fight that could go either way. Bruno is the, I believe, the individual that Casey, when we were in Chicago for the Cejudo Moraes oh, card. Yeah, that was the, st- okay, yeah. <laughs> Bruno's the one that tried to fight, that Marlon went after. <laughs> oh. And then, you, so because Cejudo and him, or Cejudo and Silva are, are good training partners. And then, of course, Frankie tried to jump in. So it was like a whole thing. So uh, I can't believe Bruno's still in the UFC because he, he hasn't won yet. He's had a, he should has, be three yeah. in a row. Yeah. He might have been saved by uh, by Taha failing Taha, a drug test. Yeah. Otherwise, he would officially be over. And I like, and I like Bruno. It's just, and I yeah. want him to be in the UFC. It's just normally, you don't get three strike, three strikes. He he's better than his record. Like people will just see, like I said, zero and two, and or zero and three, or zero and two, one no contest. However, however they want to, he is better than those records say for sure. Uh, flyweight, I think, is just really again anyone that's in flyweight in the UFC is really good. It's a, it's a thin division. That's because they really have a lot of the best guys in the world there. Um, but I so I do like, but I do like their chances of becoming the first, as Casey kind of alluded to before, the first married couple to win, to have both uh, husband and wife win. Because I I think I re- I very much favor Cheyenne over uh, Montserrat Ruiz. Really? Uh, oh, we're going there already. I, I like I like Montserrat Ruiz. Yeah, I just this, I just this doesn't sound like it. Doesn't sound like it. When you say you fa- heavily favor. That's what I, that's what's up, what's up with the Montserrat Conejo thing? What's up with that? 
What do you mean? Like I said, I've seen, I think ESPN's billing her as Montserrat Conejo, but like they're the only one. It's yeah. her nickname, but it's like they're the only ones who are doing that. Like they're only ones who are that, replacing that, that, anyway, that's, kind of her, that's kind of her fight name. Is it? Yeah. That's yeah. this is news to me. See, I didn't even know that because I don't see any. I don't see your build in any database as that. I, I, until I, 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 I watch MMA, so yeah. Okay, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard you're a fan. Yeah, uh, and she's fine. I just think I think I'm a believer in the Cheyenne base thing. And uh, did you see the way in? I think you see the way in between those two ladies. I didn't. Oh, find it, Montserrat. She, Describe it. Describe it like we're on the radio. Well, Montserrat, she had her little bunny ears, you know, her little okay, gimmick, yeah. and then and then normally you know they face off, you know you're. And traditionally, you know, like every other promotion, after you face off, you face forward. And then, you know, Montserrat faces forward, but then but then she faces the other way. You know, she gives a little tail shake, you know. And, um, <laughs> oh, so hold on. Well, I got to yeah, no, watch my it. Pick now. No, no, no. I'll uh, I'll I'll still I'll stick with the bases, the base eye, the base, the bases, the, the Bezos, the Jeff Bezos. Uh, I'll stick with them and pick them to uh, to. Yeah, this time they, this time love prevails, guys. Love prevails. And I think we have a husband and wife couple. Both victorious. Love so, prevails. So you you buy the bays. Ah, uh, yeah. Well done. Touchdown. Oh, that how it goes? Cheyenne, Cheyenne <laughs> is actually the uh, Cheyenne is the third biggest favorite on the card at minus mm. 345. Oh, that is big. See? In case Mon- the odds don't lie. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they never <laughs> lie. They never lie. Never, never. <laughs> All right. Tai Tuivasa is the second biggest favorite at minus 485. And Montel do Jackson. Remember, do you remember Conejo's last fight? That's sick, <laughs> sick. Um, she, won, she won by a scarf. Like it was a scarf hold into a key. Oh, wait. That was in like, Miss Fist. And I, I, why do I not remember that? Come okay. On. Yeah. No, I definitely yeah. had that. Also, <laughs> oh, wait. I covered that for a side. Yeah. She's okay. also fighting out of El Paso. So yep. shout out to El Paso. Sure. There El you Paso. Go. Whoop, whoop. Tied to Abasa, you mentioned he's going to smoke Harry Hunsuck. Well, that's a heavyweight fight. It's a random, but I don't know. I don't know if we'll get a chance to talk about it. I'll just say tied to Abasa, all his finishes are in the first round. Uh, Harry Hunsucker has never fought out of the first round in his career. Just take the under on that one. That's all I'll say. Don't bet on MMA. Contractually, that fight should only be one round. It should really only be like 45 seconds. Yeah, I think think after one round, he's just like, all right, it's a draw. You guys, I don't want to. Great main card opener. Great main card opener. Nothing has ever happened after. Nothing ever good has ever happened after a first round in a heavyweight fight. <laughs> ever. Wow. De- second round Derek Lewis is a bad mamma jamma. <laughs> two fights in a row. He's gotten two yeah. ferocious finishes. We have uh, are question? the stakes high for Marion Renault and her fight against Macy Chason? Renault is currently on a three-fight skid. Hasn't won a fight since 2018. Uh I guess where John's going with this, AK, and I'll start with you. Is this do or die for Marion Renault tomorrow? It is do or die for Marion Renault tomorrow. Marion Renault, I think, is a, is a is a good fighter. I think she's a great ambassador for the sport. She's such she's such she's such an intelligent fighter. Uh, such a great such a great interview. So uh, you know, she always has has great quotes. But you do have to win. Uh, she is the oldest, I believe, the oldest active fighter in the UFC after some of the recent cuts. Um, so. <laughs> I mean, look, that, that's that's not something, unfortunately, that the UFC values. They're, they're not going to look at that as something that they can market, uh, which I think it, it, I think is kind of novel. But again, that's I understand. It's somewhat understandable why they wouldn't, you know, necessarily promote that. Um, she's forty three years young. Uh, she was the first forty three year old female to compete in the UFC, which is uh, which is a nice little uh, feather in her cap. But yeah, no, you, you have to have results. Uh, her fights also look. I, I say she's a good fighter. Her fights aren't necessarily barn burners. They're not always the most exciting fights. She's had a few good ones in there, but you know some have been pretty lackluster. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's gonna, it's going to be. There's just no nice way to put it. It, it is a win win, and you stick around. Uh, otherwise. Um, yeah, otherwise we may have seen the last of Marion Renault, but uh, kind of cool that we have two 40-plus fighters, I think, fighting on Saturday. I like that. I like to see the the more venerated, more experienced fighters uh, getting get some shine. So we'll see how that goes for them. Yeah. And where, what's what's at stake for Macy Chies on here, Jose Youngs? Uh, what? She, she only has one loss. Who is that to? Lena Landsberg, who... So she's moving up. It's another... Like, we've talked about it on Between the Links. Uh, we want fresh matchups in the 135 division because it seems like the top of the 135 pound division has kind of been the same and Amanda's beat everyone. So winning and moving up is obviously the most important thing. Macy Chazen's also been pretty vocal on social media about how certain female fighters carry themselves. So uh, yeah, I think a win here is awesome for both. It's obviously more at stake for Mary Renault, but Macy moving up because she's also won the ultimate fighter on featherweight. 
So if she wants to jump up in featherweight and challenge for the featherweight title too, because it's a shorter queue, so be it. But she has to win first. She also didn't, didn't, her, didn't her apartment like collapse on her too? A few years yes. ago, yeah, something. Yeah, was, was something it a few crazy. years ago? Or was it like, or was it like ten months ago? It wasn't. It was like it wasn't. It, was, it wasn't during the pandemic, so it was a little over a year ago. But but yeah, so like. But what then like a, a win would be would a crane fell in her apartment or something? What was that story or something? Yeah, something crazy, something like that. I don't remember I don't know the exact details. Then she just like grab her dog and run out. She lost everything else. So yeah, a win would be great. Two wins <laughs> in 2020 would be great for Macy Chazen. Agreed. All right. Uh where is this one line? Macy Macy Chase on minus two ten favorite. That's that, sounds, right. that sounds yeah, that sounds right. Uh Okay, look at find trying to find some questions. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yes. Ah. <laughs> yes. She kind of has. <laughs> she she uh she sent well wishes. Uh, but you will well. hear more from the raging panda later on today. So hint hint here on MMAfighting.com's YouTube channel. So keep that in mind. You will hear from Julia Abia a little bit later on. That was scary, too. I, I mean, that was that was horrifying. Can we go in and just talk about that? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, scared the hell out of me. Especially that one that, that the video the Schmo posted where she just... I don't even know like how to describe it. She just like lost all feeling in her legs and... It's kind of like a, a penguin getting a foot chopped off. It was just so scary the way she fell down. And then she and and then she made weight at one thirty five and a half. It's just so crazy. And then like Did, I don't even know why. Why would they even let her step back on the scale? That's like the biggest question I had from the whole thing. I, I do you think, Casey, Casey, when you answer this, do you think her team uh wanted her to, like wanted her to do it to get paid? Do you think like they thought that she that, that no. do, they, do they, they were thinking that at all in the moment no. of like we want to no. make sure she weighs in at least to get that show money or no? Um, I think uh, I think weight cutting is very hard and you know I, I've I've heard stories but I know she's always she's always had difficult time making one thirty five but she still fights fine the next day you know that doesn't mean it's safe I'm not saying it's safe or not safe but this is kind of in the norm for her what was not normal is for her to fall like that in front of all the cameras i mean i, I mean i kind of tweeted this out but you know it's, it's a bit of a dirty dirty secret i guess that fighters pass out all the freaking time during weight cuts either in the hotel room in the tub how many how many times have we heard you hear about fighters oh they fell down in the sauna or they hit their head falling out of the bathtub you know or like those are the ones you we hear about i'm just saying like it happens a lot we just happen to see it we just we just saw a very ugly side of the sport, you know, in front of all the cameras this time. Um, the fact that she came in because she remember too, she was one of the first fighters to weigh in. It's not like she came in because usually when we th see things like this, it's always like you know at the last you know fifteen ten minutes of that two hour window. She came in within the first ten twenty minutes. So I think in her and her corner's mind, I'm good to go. She probably came down from a hotel room, felt good on that walk. You know, by the time she got in that when she steps on that scale. And finally has to stand there still for 15 seconds. That's when it all kind of suddenly hit her. And um, it's just unfortunate. Um, and it sucks. Uh, I hope the UFC pays her her show money. She made weight. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just uh, it sucks because I, I, I think she, I don't know where she trains at, but somewhere Eastern Europe, I think. So that's a hell of a long flight. A lot of hard work and she goes home without a penny in her pocket that was just that'd be a shame and same thing for julia um i just i hope they make Avala. money Avala, sorry julia Avala. <laughs> yeah yeah sorry yeah, yeah. Ju 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 <laughs> julia yeah. and julia, julia, yeah. julia. Hope, hope um the panda gets um get some money because um i know uh she's a full-time fighter now she doesn't have a day job to pay those bills so uh it's just it, i know for the fans all we care about is the punching part but you know they're humans too you know and just I just, it's just, it sucks. So, um, I don't know. Unfortunate. And, 
And Casey, don't don't you hate that we have to be having these conversations yeah. still in, in the in the oh, year 2021 of MMA? Right. Yeah. We're still having these conversations about one about extreme weight cutting. I we, I don't mm -hmm. know how we're still having these conversations. Two, having to ask, are these fighters getting paid for doing their jobs and showing up what they were contractually mm -hmm. obligated to do? Yes, she's not going to fight, and and I understand the, how the promotion is going to view that, but show show is literally show it's in there right so some kind and, and you're right adding in all the other stuff that these fighters go through leading up to fight night i mean to think that they don't get any money is, is absurd it's it sucks that we bring this up so often but i i mean i feel like we're going to keep bringing it up until it changes I don't, and i don't think there's anything wrong with that um and, and also she yeah. she flies in from overseas too so mm -hmm. i mean i know that's got that can't be good on the body and since she is a very early prelim fighter it ain't like she got the money or the ufc's bringing her in a week early to uh you know get that you know that airplane was what, what did nick diaz call it that toxic water out of your system <laughs> whatever but um yeah it's just it sucks that's all it sucks just she's uh she was part of the macy chiasson the 145 ultimate fighter season so she was very comfortable competing at 145 she's fought like i said a lot overseas where i know it sounds like a small difference but like you know it's they'll be weighing kilograms not pounds and i think she typically there's a lot of fights where she actually weighs in 137 Okay. Uh, and I know if you're like, oh, that's one pound. Like that's a big deal. That's if that's you're used to that, that's, yeah. a, that's a very, very, that one pound is a very, very big difference. So, uh, yeah, we have a lot. And man, you're just making me think about guys. Just imagine how much money she got paid for the Lisa Verzosa bloodbath fight. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I know Invicta does his best to compensate his fighters, but you know, they're not one of the larger promotions. They can only pay so much. And I think they, I, do they have fight night bonuses? I think Invicta does, right? So Small at least ones. there was a little yeah, extra. Yeah. yeah. And, like, like but, yeah bucks, I mean, think about something. that, right? <laughs> think about how long, like Julia, how, what Julia's, uh, the kind of fights she gets into and how much money she's probably getting paid up until this point in her career. So yeah, it's just a whole scary and crappy situation all around for everyone. So we, we've, we've had conversations before about like unlucky fighters in the UFC. I think Julia Avila has officially made that list because... Like, just, just look at this, okay? She signs with the UFC. She's supposed to fight Melissa Gatto at UFC 239. Gatto gets injured. In comes Panikianzad. Avila goes on and wins the fight. Wait, wait, wait. You say fight who? Who, wait, who was her original opponent? Uh, Melissa Gatto. Who is that? I don't know. <laughs> did, 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 uh, did the UFC never bring her back? I guess. Okay. Sorry. I, I don't was like, think they did. I was like, I've just, I've just never heard that name before. I was like, what? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Continue her bad luck. Her yeah, run of bad luck. <laughs> yeah, they never brought her back. Uh, oh, she she oh, had no, another they, fight. They tried to book her in June. Still, yeah. I got. I got. Yeah, I got. That <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Is that? And then the the Dobson fight happened, I think, okay. or whatever. So yeah. And then after that, she was booked to fight Carol Rosa, not once, not twice, not three times, but four times. Four times she was supposed to fight Carol Rosa. And either the, the, the event was canceled, Rosa had to pull out due to an injury or couldn't make it. She gets a fresh opponent, Gina Mazzani, on like a week's notice, gets a finish there. Then she was fight Nika Montano, hold on, hold on. not I once, know, I know not we're twice. About, we're talking about bad luck. She fought Gina and didn't get the 50K when she should have absolutely got that 50K too. After a 22-second finish. So, we're, talk, so we're, we're even having bad luck when she has good things happen to her. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm adding yeah. more to the bad luck to her. Sorry. <laughs> then she's supposed to fight Nico Montano three different times on three different dates. The third one falls out. So rather than try to rebook it again, she says, you know what? Sajara Eubanks just lost her opponent. She was supposed to fight like this coming Saturday. Let's fight her the next Saturday. Let's push things back three weeks and fight her on 10 days notice just so I can get a fight. She loses that fight. And then she's supposed to fight Stolyarenko here. And Stolyarenko has the problems on the scale. I mean, this is nine times, either nine, a combination of nine opponent changes, date changes, you know, opponents falling out. It's just wild, man. It's just crazy. Guys, I, I, I hate to say it because I know this is going to make Jose happy, but maybe... She needs to lean into this crystal thing more, uh, Jose. I don't know if you saw in the Q and A. Mm, yeah. You know, obviously she's a geologist, and I th and I thought I thought this woman of science will finally dispel this crystal craziness. I point blank asked her. I was like, Julia, what do you think of this of this crystal nonsense that people from our side and and many prominent MMA fighters are pushing? And she did not shoot it down, Jose. I don't know if you saw. It. She said she said I think if you believe in it, then it then it works. Then then go for it. And I was just like. She's a geologist. I'm not. I have. I can't argue. She knows more about rocks than I ever will. So, I mean, Jose, do you think that she? Do you, I don't know if she'll. You know, I'm sure Mike can pass on the message. But in case she's watching, do you have crystal recommendations for her to shake off this horrible oh. run she's had? 
please I would be help, the, help I her. would be the wrong I would be the wrong person to oh. ask for crystal recommendations. I would okay, definitely okay. send her to uh, Jessica Crystal Crew. Uh, yes. for all because I don't want to speak out of turn and all of a sudden I lose okay. my credibility. You know. <laughs> oh, that's fair. You're 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 a credible man in the in the crystal community, and I don't want to. I'm not trying to expose you. I like as most people in the world should do. Will pass on the question to the actual experts that speak mm, mm, mm. speak out my ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I also want to read a comment from Russian bot who says, Casey looks like the guy who finds a broken VCR and insists on spending four hours to repair it. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. That's pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good. Oh, and wow. Jessica's in the comments section now as well. There we go. Oh, no, no, he's going out. He's really got, he's really got a lot of it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Accurate. I've been I've been Accurate. going to sleep. I've been going to, like when 10 p.m. hits now. I'm like, Esther, it's time to go to bed. I am sleepy. Like and like I I, w- I would love to be a 6 a.m. mall walker. That that sounds terrific, Russian bot. So um, these are, these are all great suggestions. I appreciate it, Mister <laughs> Mister Bot. Oh man, do we have anything else? Uh, should we should we do low key fight? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all uh, yeah. All the rest of the comments are kind of insults slash compliments at me. So yeah, let's talk about the <laughs> key fights. <laughs> all right, uh, all right, AK, you're you're under the radar fight fighter storyline heading into tomorrow. I, I said it. I said I'm excited for Tui Vasa Hunsucker, man. I uh, what was the original? Ma- oh, Dante Mays. You know that would have been a good fight too. But I but I know they are just they're bringing Hunsucker off the couch. He just had a sweet, sweet heavyweight knockout of uh, the also wonderfully named Corey Moon at a show. I think it was called Hard Rock MMA, which it almost sounds it sounds like a Will Ferrell movie. It's like it's like a Will Ferrell MMA parody movie. It's like Harry Hunsucker versus Corey Moon, Hard Rock. I'm like, that's not real. Uh, but the clip is out there. You can find it on our side and Miss Fist or just look up Harry Hunsucker. On, uh, you know, I'm sure you'll find and the first thing that'll pop up on social media is stuff about his contender series appearance. And then also and then the fight he had after where, yeah, he just smoked this guy in like it was like a 30 second knockout or something. It's just a wonderful regional um, heavyweight fight. So I think it's very cool that he got the call. I am not expecting him to win at all. I think Tai Tuivasa, I know he hit a little slump there, but I am a believer that he is a pretty talented heavyweight. So he should be more than enough for Huntsucker. This should be a like a sub two minute KO. But either way, I'm expecting something fun. So congrats, congrats, Huntsucker and Tuivasa for getting to open this card. All right, Casey, what's yours? Um, under the radars. Oh, I'm going with. Uh, I'm really excited for the Cheyenne Bays and Montserrat Canejo fight. Um, I really enjoyed um, watching Montserrat's fights in Invicta. I thought she looked awesome. Um, Cheyenne and Montserrat are both. How old is Cheyenne? Under 25, right? Something like that. She's relatively yeah, young. She's right? 24, I think. Okay, yeah. So both of them aren't even near their prime, and um, I think it's just an exciting um, strawweight um, fight between two prospects and. Um, and you know I'm I'm a I'm a fan I'm a fan of neck tattoos you know so yeah and Montserrat isn't short of any. Jose, what's one that you haven't discussed yet that you're really looking forward to? Um, I'm looking forward to the return of Montel Jackson, I suppose, because he had a lot of hype around him for not I don't want to say hype, but people just were just people thought he would be like a future top fifteen, top ten guy, and he kind of had that that speed bump. And so I'm excited to see see him get back. Of course, Gustavo Lopez, former Combate America fighter, uh, make returning. I know he he debuted on Super Short Notice against uh, Mirab Davalishvili. So obviously, I think that was the fight. Mirab broke his own record for most takedowns in a single fight in like bantamweight history. So, and I think that made him one of two fighters, maybe three fighters in UFC history to have two fights with double digit takedowns in a single fight. Uh, and then obviously he got back into the win column his next fight. So uh Gustavo Lopez and Montel Jackson um just are two fighters specifically that I A wouldn't hate if they fought down the road. Uh but I'm really looking forward to their returns. Yeah Lopez against Adrian Yanez is a great fight. That is a banger. Really excited for that one at 135. Uh Trevin Giles versus Roman Delize is interesting. Delize on 11 days notice Cuts to 185, makes it championship weight, first fight ever at 185. So pretty impressive stuff. I know Giles kind of admittedly was concerned about the scale and you know whether or not Delizia would make would make weight. And the guy's a pro. Those Georgian fighters, they got it together. And uh, 
I'm, I'm interested to see what he looks like at 85 and see if Trevin Giles can keep this train rolling. Two wins in 2020, kind of a bumpy year for him with, you know, the fainting and everything that happened before the Kevin Holland fight and, you know, the way he bounced back and, and stopped Bavon Lewis. I'm interested to see how that one plays out. So it should be a fun card tomorrow. I like this card. This is, I think this is, a, this is a solid. This is what fight night cards are. You know, this is, that's all. I mean, it's a good card. I like it. As do I. And we will be back. What? So we'll see what happens. The plan is 630 Eastern to turn it over to you guys for, for questions, thoughts, comments about this card. I don't know if anything has changed since we lost Julia and Julia, but we'll see what happens there. But 30 minutes before the card starts, we'll be back talking to all of you guys. And then, of course, we'll recap the action once Kevin Holland and Derek Brunson do the damn thing. So for AK, Casey Lydon over there, go fix those VCRs, my friend. For Jose Youngs, I am Mike Heck. Good night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. I love mall walking. It's not an insult. <laughs> this is mall walking music. Yeah. Turn it up. Yeah. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.